Very kind of this man to offer up some of his time on a Friday night. You hear him on the Thursday with Jimmy Smith and, of course, during the footy season on NRL Crunch Time on the Saturday. I speak of Sydney Morning Herald's Chief Rugby League writer, Adrian Prashenko, is on the line right now. Hello, Prashenks. Hello, Jules. Thanks for having me. Uh, rugby League never sleeps, does it? This is a bit of a bombshell. <laughs> Adam Fenua Blake, immediate request. All of a sudden, the, the eyes with the dollar sign start spinning. People are trying to clear the checkbooks to see, can we sign him immediately? Is this the guy we need? And then was revealed today that, no, he's given his commitment to the Warriors to stick around for 2024. Well, he wanted a release on compassionate grounds from the Warriors to move back to Sydney, which is ironic given that he wanted to leave Sydney and go back to New Zealand Mm. on compassionate grounds as well. So it's one of those things that was like a really big story for a day. And it's like, okay, he's immediately available. And then we learned that he's not immediately available However, he could ostensibly be a free agent, given that you know, he could be going somewhere else in 2025. So we already heard that Shane Flanagan is very keen. I know that the West Tigers were keen, and it was Scott Fulton, now at West Tigers, who uh, has previously lured him to, to Manly. So, And I'm sure lots of other clubs are prepared to horse trade and rearrange their salary cap if a player of Adam Fenua Blake's influence uh, is available on the open market and of course he was in the Dallium team of the year and a big reason why the Warriors had such a fantastic season under Andrew Webster so there's not many AFBs on the market but look they might have to wait a little bit longer than we thought this time yesterday but he may well be worth the wait. Yeah, and certainly Warriors fans would be breathing a sigh of relief wouldn't they? You know they lost Reese Walsh last year they had their best season in recent memory, and they figure if they're going to be a tilt, it's probably in the next year or two before, you know, Sean Johnson and some other players decide to move on. Yeah, so my understanding was that the Warriors were thinking, well, if we were to let him go, we need to get something as good in return. And it didn't take them very long to realise that that wasn't available to them. So particularly when you look at the clubs who were jostling for Adam Blake. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of a straight swap with any of them that made sense. Um, and I, I suspect they had the baby come to Jesus talk last night and decided, listen, hang around for 12 months. Yeah. That'll give us enough time to replace you. And then you can go back and, and do whatever you need to do with your family. You know, it's funny, isn't it? There's a lot of cynics when it comes to this whole compassionate leave stuff. Oh, players are doing that because they, they want to change the scenery. Uh-huh. And particularly if it comes out of the Warriors, if the player originally came from Sydney or, or Australia, yeah. for that matter. Oh, having said that, I mean, you know, Reese Walsh certainly... His claims are legitimate. There's no reason to suspect that Fenua Blakes are not. Yeah, and particularly given that he, you know, he seems to have fit in so well over there. and, and um, Yeah, look, I, we can only take it on face value. I understand his parents, or at least one of them, isn't in the best of health and he wants to get back to Sydney. So, look, at, at some point, a Sydney club will be the beneficiary of that. Some good news for Canterbury fans. Of course, Carl Oluwapu, this, this rising young half, they paid, what, half a million bucks to get him out of Brisbane. Uh, needed spinal surgery. A bit of a doubt as to what impact that might have on his immediate future, but he got some good news today. Yeah, this is very good news. So he went and saw... He actually sought a third opinion because he didn't like the uh, the, the first two opinions that he got. So the Bulldogs had organised, uh, you know, some medical advice uh, on two occasions and an both of those pointed to, towards the fact that he could well have played his last NRL game, which would have been a, a real shame given that he's only 18 years old. He's already played seven games. Um, you know, the Bulldogs thought very highly of him. 
they signed him initially, if you remember, Jules, around the time that they were talking to Mitchell Moses. Mm. Um, and they sort of thought, well, hang on, you know, maybe we don't need Mitchell because, you know, our long-term half is here. Now that he's played a bit of first grade, he's probably more of a back row or he's certainly more of a six, uh, someone who can transition into 13 later in his career. But the good news is um, he saw a, a, a specialist last night. They believe that he is right to go. Um, he'll need surgery, which they hope that they, which, which will happen soon. And that if all goes to plan and he recovers well, he could be playing rugby league by the middle of next year, which is a really good outcome given that he went into that meeting thinking it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember, remember the 97 grand final where Joey had the, the busted lung. One bung lung they mm. called. I'm pretty sure he sort of shopped around looking for a, a second or third opinion that would give him the green light to play and, and the rest, of course, yeah. is history. I once asked a doctor for a second opinion. He said, you're all so ugly. So there you go. <laughs> well, at least, least Carl... opinion wasn't required. <laughs> well, at least Carl heard what he wanted to hear. Now, the Knights, uh, well, it's got to, maybe they're doing a Canberra Raiders by looking overseas to the UK. They welcome new recruits Will Price and Kai Pearce-Paul. They do. Do you remember Leon Price's, uh, Leon Price, the father of Will Price, came over here for a test match in 2006. Oh, was that the, the Beaches comment? A, a diplomatic, it, it was, honestly, it was uh, the, the fuss that happened. So he's come over here he's, and he said, he, he had a look at Bondi Beach and he said, nah, it's not all it's made out to be. I'd rather be on Blackpool. Blackpool, Beach. that's right. <laughs> There was there was <laughs> massive drama in the disco. There were all of these different headlines that emanated from that. There was whinging Tom, or yeah. one of my personal favourites was Beach Whale. <laughs> so the first thing that I ask is because Will, uh, his son um, Will Price, and also uh, fellow Knights recruit Kai Pierce Paul, they only arrived in the country three days ago, um, and they did a they, they did some media and a shoot on uh, beautiful Merryweather Beach where it was quite sunny this morning and. The first thing I asked is, uh, how does this compare to Blackpool Beach? And he said, no, nah, this, this is much better. Blackpool hasn't got anything on this. So uh, crisis averted. Um, he's quite happy to be here, as is Kai Paul Pierce. Um, it's an interesting story in that when uh, the Knights were uh, initially trying to um, get these guys, they went over to have a look at, at Price. And in the game that he was playing, um, Pierce Paul had a, a blinder. I think he actually ran over the top of Price and thought, well, you know, we're only here for one, but why don't we try and get both of them? And both of them are coming out. And in the case of Pierce Paul, he's been compared to a, an English version of Sonny Bill Williams. And sure. uh, he actually said no to Phil Gould and Wayne Bennett in deciding to wow. go to Newcastle. So uh, the Dolphins were keen, the Bulldogs were keen, but ultimately um, Adam O'Brien made a pitch to him, which he uh, found to his liking. And now you've got two very promising English players that will be joining a roster that won uh, 10 games at the back end of last season in a row. And we'll see if Will Price rates Merriweather Beach and then take that info back to uh, back to his old man. We, we Aussies don't take kindly to beach bashing. You know, we brag about our beach. No. The whole bloody country's a beach. Oh, just uh, one more before we let you go. A couple of things. Jerome Luai. And that fifty cent Instagram post. Do you think there's there's trouble in paradise at all? I reckon the biggest threat to the Panthers winning four titles in a row is social media. Yeah. It's not Parramatta. It's not the Bunnies. It's not any other NRL team. 
they do everything so well when it comes to the business of winning championships. But, uh, yeah, it's maybe a tiny little crack that's appearing. And, look, it may be that it's overstated in that, um, you know, Nathan, uh, sorry, Ivan Cleary and Jerome have got a, a very special bond. I mean, they've been, you know, in each other's lives for uh, for over a decade, for, you know, from when uh, Jerome was quite young. But it might have just been a little pointed mm-hmm. thing that, yeah, okay, I, I see your $850,000 per year, but you might just have to sharpen your pencil if you want to keep me at number six at Penrith. So um, he has engaged a new manager, and he, he wouldn't have done that unless he wanted to see what he's worth on the open market. And I dare say there would be some clubs, particularly those at the bottom of the ladder, that are prepared to pay you know, seven figures in order to um, gain his services. But, of course, that's the the big debate, Jules. Is he, you know, a, a game winner on his own? Can yeah. he be an organising number seven? Um, you know, that's that's the question that those clubs that are interested will have to ask. Well, that's what Ivan posted. And I, I didn't think it was unreasonable, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about when he was out with that, that shoulder injury. You know, Cogger filled in and then, of course, he left the field early in the grand final and, no disrespect, he's a wonderful player, but they didn't look like they missed much of a beat without him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But having said that, I mean, he has, you know, a test level as well at various yeah, times, you know, taken on a more more of a leadership sort of game management role and done that very well. Um, and he's a, he's a pretty impressive player. But the simple fact is we don't know because he hasn't had to do it because he's had Nathan by his side for, for pretty much all of his career. So... Um, look, I, I think it's fascinating. Out of all of the 200-plus players who are, are free agents now, that's going to be the story of the summer, where he ends up. I hope he stays. You know, And I think I'll be stunned if he leaves, to be honest. But you know, he's Penrith through and through. He, I really think he belongs there, uh, there at the foot of the mountains. Uh, Pacific Championships, final tomorrow. Kangaroos, Kiwis. Hamilton will be heaving. I think they'll need that home ground advantage uh, they're going to have to find a way because they struggled last week to post points against a, a very stringent Australian defence. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, like we're playing for the marbles now, I think even if even subconsciously they just thought, you know, do we absolutely throw everything into a game that, you know, no one will be talking about in, in seven or eight days' time. So this is the one, Jules. Uh, I think we'll see a much improved Kiwi performance. Mm. Um, you know, it's important for um, Michael Maguire as well in that, you know, he's confident that he can juggle um, both that role and the New South Wales Blues coaching role as well. And this is a chance for him to prove it. So a good result here, I think, um, you know, is a, is a massive tick in the box for that. Always good to catch up, mate. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time tonight. And we'll catch all your great work in the Sydney Morning Herald. Thanks, Jules. See ya. And there he is, Adrian Prashenko.